The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Uh, Hi everybody, Um, what what have you been up to uh, during the last couple days? Um, I feel like I need to maybe post a few like mini episodes between full episodes because information is changing so rapidly from one day to the next that I don't want to leave people hanging for an entire week. Um, so to walk you through my timeline, uh, my, you know, I read scary shit on, uh, on the computer, you know, but I think a lot of us started thinking like, oh, it's no big deal. Like, you know, they said the same stuff about SARS and it became nothing. And they said the same thing about Ebola and it became nothing. And, you know, mad cow and all these different things stretching back over years and years and years where they they put it on, you know, bird flu. They they put it all on our mind uh, and they kind of desensitized us in a way, you know, cry wolf sort of a scenario. So when people were like, oh, there's this scary virus coming out of China, I think a lot of us, um, it's probably a bit of a racist factor being like, yeah, you know, those crazy Chinese uh, uh, and their viruses. Um, And I I don't think a lot of us paid attention to it until it uh, started really landing in Europe and, uh, you know, Italy, I think was, was something that really kind of woke a lot of us up as far as really paying attention to it. Um, but you know, admittedly myself, uh, I was just like, Oh, you know what? No, I've got a trip scheduled every two weeks for the next three months and you know, the, all this and all that and whatever. And you know, I went to a, a huge wrestling tournament in Germany and, uh, at the end of that trip, you know, two people couldn't come to my class in Dusseldorf because their boss didn't want them to, to travel. Uh, and on the way home, you know, the, the airport was starting to get a little, not panicky, but, you know, a lot of face masks and a lot of people, like, you know, the person sitting in front of me on the plane took, like, these disinfectant wipes and wiped down the whole, like, side of the plane that they were sitting on. Uh, so, you know, it, it really started to uh, kind of enter my mind as, like, am I not paying enough attention to this in my studio? So I went home and uh, immediately being a, a piercer who thinks that he knows everything about sterilization and disinfection and whatever, it was just like, okay, regular hygienic practices, you know, and I, I, uh, I had these conversations and, and started to write out these policies with my counter staff last week. And it was, okay, when you come in, take an optum wipe and wipe down the phones and wipe down the countertop and, uh, you know, a couple times a day, you know, clean the bathroom extra and wipe down the doorknobs and, and stuff like that. And uh, that's that's all I thought I needed. And I don't, I, I'm not a big, like, political person when it comes to my piercing career, uh, but I would say that the government, probably the United States government, probably didn't do a great job of just, like, stressing the importance of hygiene and social distancing and, and things like that. Uh, so then when we really had to kind of start thinking about 
okay, this is serious. Um, the conversation went from, all right, we can't just wipe stuff down. Uh, we need to limit the amount of people in here. And the, the big slap in the face for me was this past Saturday. Uh, I did so much business in such a small amount of time. Uh, you know, my entire day's worth of business walked through the door in three hours and it was really crippling and there were just people piled up all over the lobby. And I started to think like, I, I can't, I can't have this many people in, in the lobby. So then my next concept for policies was like, all right, people can't bring a guest with them. Uh, it's the one person getting the service and they can only have a second person if like, you know, maybe it's a minor with their parent. Or uh, if it's someone who has limited mobility and they need a caregiver with them, uh, stuff like that. But other than that, no friends. You know, wait out in your car. It's not the dead of winter. You don't have to worry about freezing to death. Just go get lunch, come back, do whatever, pick them up after. Um, so that was my conversation up until Sunday when I did the, uh, the episode 152, the coronavirus preparedness episode. And that's kind of what my headspace was. Uh, and then things evolved after that. Uh, and it's literally day by day. I've been having meetings with my staff. And yesterday I had to make the really difficult decision to uh, close our doors for a minimum of two weeks. Now, that decision is very difficult to make for most businesses. Um, I would say pay close attention to your local health authorities. Uh, if they request that non-essential businesses close down, then you might want to think about closing down. If they don't recommend that, uh, it's it's certainly your decision as a business owner. Uh, I would encourage you that if you are able uh, to think about at a minimum limiting your services to uh, only essential services. In my studio, we have a, a notice posted on the door that says if you have some sort of a medical emergency for troubleshooting or a jewelry change, like think of all those people that need jewelry changes for surgeries or MRIs or things like that. I still want to be able to offer services for those people. But, uh, you know, my tattooers chose to just reschedule their appointments. Uh, for body piercing, we were going to move over to an appointment-only model. Uh, if you are not capable of closing the store, I think that it's important to talk about things that you can do to help minimize risk, lower risk of transmission. Uh, but obviously nothing will lower the risk more than simply shuttering your stores. Um, if you have to remain open, uh, please limit the amount of people in your studio. It's completely unnecessary to have a lobby full of people waiting around. Um, if you are a busy studio doing high volume, uh, you know, I did see somebody post and say that, you know, if you're, if you're completely keeping your shops open at full speed, you care more about money than you do about public health. Um, you know, that's, that's an extremist point of view, uh, which I can't necessarily disagree with, but I would say that grocery stores are still open and there's still hundreds of people in there handling the food you're eating. Uh, so, you know, if it's a, a studio environment where it's one staff member talking to one client, uh, there's no one else waiting around, you know, uh, make the determination for yourself uh, if that is an essential service or not. Uh, again, pay attention to the financial aspects of it. Uh, one of the things that made up my mind for me for closing my studio was that New Hampshire announced that uh, all employees, including self-employed individuals, anyone who is affected by uh, loss of hours, shortened hours, limitations of work uh, because of coronavirus closures will be fully eligible for unemployment benefits as of yesterday. So reading that, uh, it kind of took away the financial component for me uh, and made me realize like, okay, I'm not going to have to worry about going uh, broke 
paying all the studio bills, like whether we're open or closed or not, I still have to pay my mortgage. I still have to pay my insurance. I still have to pay my credit card debts and bills. And I still have to pay all that stuff. My, my response, my financial responsibilities are still going to be there, whether or not my income is. And I've got a staff of seven people in my shop. I know for some people that's a lot. I know for some people that's nothing. Um, but there's seven people that I care about very much and I need to make sure that they can feed their families, that they can keep a roof over their heads and, uh, you know, just not, not go hungry, not go wanting, not whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. You get it. Uh, so, I was uh, putting together plans in my mind of like, all right, how many hours can I afford to pay people if we're closed, if we're not here? Are there things that I can do to change my uh, my work model, not necessarily my income model, but my work model, uh, moving my uh, counter staff over to doing administrative tasks only without any sort of client interaction, just working in the office, uh, doing data entry or doing you know different projects. But uh, those those things were lifted off my mind because New Hampshire stepped in with these unemployment benefits. Not every state is offering that. I've talked to other piercers uh, that have, you know, partial programs in place, but those programs don't cover self-employed people. Those programs don't cover uh, voluntary closures, all those different things. So I, I just want everyone to step back and whether you're advocating shop closing or not, and I am not going to argue against shop closing, uh, just keep in mind that some shops that close might not ever be able to reopen. Uh, shops that have maybe only been open a short amount of time, shops that might have just made a recent very large investment. Uh, there are shops that are moving to their new locations right now, you know, uh, all those things. Some shops might not be able to reopen. So uh, I would encourage those shops, if they need to focus on income, to maybe try to pivot to alternative business models. Uh, whether that is uh, extremely strict by appointment only, no one else in the studio, one-on-one -on -one interactions with social distancing uh, and uh, hygienic protocols, I'll leave that up to you. Uh, but I would certainly encourage you to pay very close attention to any sort of recommendations on hygiene practices from your, uh, your state or local authorities. Um, but for those, those shops that are kind of on the fence, think about the things that you can do to maybe pivot a little bit. Uh, I think a lot of our clientele is very loyal and very understanding and very supporting of, uh, of our businesses. We have a lot of clients who love us just as much as we love them. So you can maybe give them a little bit of a bonus too for that loyalty. Uh, I'm looking at maybe doing some sort of an online gift certificate special, you know, 10% off, 20% off gift certificates that I can just mail to you, uh, hang on to them for future services, jewelry, tattoos, piercing, whatever. Uh, and you know, you're helping us have some income, but we're helping you, uh, as when you're having a tight time too, but Hey, you can get this discount for when we're back up and running. You can work on your sleeve. You can work on that curated ear. You can work on whatever, uh, body jewelry. People are still going to want body jewelry. So maybe have a web shop. If you don't have the infrastructure to have a full web shop, uh, maybe go into your shop, uh, and, and take some pictures of your, uh, your, you know, your cool pieces or something like that. Put them on social media. And if you are a piercing client listening to this podcast and not, uh, not a piercer, not just a piercer, uh, support those body piercers. If you see a cool piece of jewelry, even if it's something you can't install yourself, go ahead and pick it up. If you're, if you're financially capable, I'm not saying break your back to buy jewelry, but if you can, uh, support these shops, support these shops. 
you know, if you're selling t-shirts, if you're selling gift certificates, if you're selling body jewelry, make a web shop. I'm sure you got nothing but downtime right now. Make a Wix store, uh, make a Shopify store, make a whatever store, you know, um, e-commerce can really help you stay engaged with your, uh, your clientele. Um, and, and work on positive projects in the shop. You know, you don't have to just sit at home in your underwear for the next uh, two weeks or however long if you're taking some time off. Do the projects that you never had time to do in your shop. Uh, I'm talking to uh, Evan, my other piercer, about let's, let's take this opportunity to do jewelry inventory. Uh, maybe I'll touch up some paint. You know, we've got chip paint in a couple places in the shop. Maybe I'll do that. Uh, maybe I will buff my floors and put down a new coat of wax. Uh, maybe I'll do all the things that I never had time to do because I was always traveling and I was always worrying about tomorrow is going to be a busy day for piercing and this and that and whatever. Um, if you do not plan on uh, keeping your shop open, there are a couple maintenance things that you want to do. The APP is recommending that you drain all of your sterilizers and any equipment of liquid because you don't want that liquid to go stagnant and start to grow a, a biofilm on it. So if you are planning on closing for a few days or a few weeks, think about maintenance issues. Um, also, I, I'd like to put it in your mind as a, a business owner and a property owner, think about security issues. Um, there is no need for you to have a regular display case full of body jewelry, full of gold jewelry, just sitting in an empty shop for days or weeks. Uh, pack up that jewelry, pack it up safely so you don't scratch it or damage it, so you can just go back to selling it in a couple days or a couple of weeks. Uh, but take that jewelry, lock it up in a safe. Better safe than sorry. Uh, when you know people can't make an honest buck, sometimes they want to make a dishonest buck, and I would rather remove temptation from uh, from my place of business. Uh, I am a, a very trusting person, but I do also understand the reality of the world. Uh, I would also say, please don't hoard anything that you don't need to hoard for your family. Uh, there is no need for people to be fighting each other over toilet paper when you can just buy a bidet online and, and have the, the cleanest, freshest butthole. So you don't have to worry about that stuff. Uh, and, you know, talk to people about hand washing. If you still have an open business, uh, one of the first things you want people doing when they walk through that door before they pick up uh, your release forms before they touch a tablet, before they touch a portfolio, uh, have a sign right on the door. We are going to ask you, ask you to wash your hands uh, first thing you do when you come in the store, all right? Um, all the other stuff, all the hygiene stuff, uh, make those determinations on your own, but limit people. The main reason that businesses are being recommended to, uh, to close even temporarily, especially in the U.S., is that uh, the government needs time to slow down this transmission. You can be a carrier of the virus without being symptomatic of the virus. Uh, certain populations are at a much higher risk than healthy adult individuals. Uh, the elderly and children are in a higher risk group. So I would certainly try to limit any sort of client services like children's earlobes, uh, you know, probably suspend those services. Uh, probably recommend that people in at-risk age groups are, are not, uh, they're not necessary services. So uh, put a hold on that kind of stuff. And really just think about whatever you can do to, uh, to lower your, your risk. But keep in mind that nothing will lower your risk as much as just not being at work. Uh, I realize that a lot of shops just can't do that 
financially, and uh, I feel for you. And I was right there with you make, trying to make some, some really difficult decisions. Uh, pay attention to any sort of state or government uh, programs to help you with any sort of funding, any sort of loss of revenue. Really pay attention to that. If you have uh, insurance, call your insurance companies about uh, loss of income insurance. Uh, talk to your state and local agencies. Don't uh, have pride be a moment right now. I directed my entire staff to drop what they were doing, uh, any sort of shop work tasks, and just log on and file for unemployment benefits uh, right away. So uh, I realize that no matter what I say, I'm going to upset some people. If I were to advocate shop closing and shop not closing, uh, that's going to upset people on both sides. I have had some very uh, animated conversations with people that I really care about on both sides of that debate, uh, and I make the, make the determination for yourself, but pay attention to public health and safety. Do whatever you can to help to chip in. Uh, if you're a business owner, support your staff, do whatever you can. Don't put them at unnecessary risk for your profit. Uh, if, you know, if somebody owns their own shop and they're there working by themselves and they're choosing to offer limited, very, very limited client services, you know, that's their decision as a business owner. Uh, but it's also someone's decision as a business owner when they're still staffing uh, counter staff and multiple piercers and tattooers and they're not putting any restrictions on how many people are interacting with them or they're not putting hygienic protocols in place. Uh, stuff like that, you might look back and regret that in a couple of weeks. So do what you can to protect public health and safety. Do what you can to protect your own health and safety and that of your families and that of the people that you interact with. Even if you are not symptomatic, please keep in mind that we need to do everything we can to try to uh, slow the spread of this virus. I am going to do continued uh, updates uh, about this. I am going to uh, try to inspire some people to talk about the projects that, that they're working on in their shops and share that with you. I'm going to do my regular weekly episodes. Uh, I think the regular weekly episodes for now, I will include no more than five minutes max of coronavirus updates. Uh, and I think it might be a better idea to just do supplemental episodes with that content. And I would like to keep the uh, the standard Piercing Wizard podcast episodes uh, as positive and, and motivating as possible. Uh, we can still just talk about all the things that we love about body piercing. I still have a handful of episodes that I recorded before this whole madness started. And I would imagine a lot of body piercers out there who have been too busy to do an interview have lots of free time now. So I'm going to get in uh, interviews wherever I can for you. If you would uh, like me to be talking about any sort of specific content, you know you can always reach out to me at uh, ryanpba at gmail.com. And uh, I am also going to offer some free educational content online. I'm going to do some live streams on probably Facebook Live or Instagram Live, uh, maybe some Google Hangouts for actual classes with presentations. And I'm going to share all that information for you online. I would say if you're not already following it, follow the Body Art Education by Ryan Willett Facebook page. Uh, and that's probably where I'm going to be uh, posting a lot of the updates for this stuff. Maybe I'll do it every now and then on the Piercing Wizard podcast page too, but... Uh, basically, what I want to say is uh, talk to each other. Um, if you have criticism for a, a body piercer, maybe reach out to them privately about their studio practices. I, I really don't think it's going to be beneficial for people to just argue on Facebook forums because I think a lot of people are fatigued and they're just going to switch off to a lot of that stuff. So 
uh, talk to people, check in on your friends, check in on your family members uh, digitally, over the phone, over the computer. Don't go knocking on their door. Uh, maybe leave a note on the mailbox or the front door for uh, that elderly couple that lives across the street and offer to go out and purchase supplies for them and leave it on their doorstep without any interaction. Uh, do what you can to help people, to help communities, uh, to help your friends and family and even just the people next door, all right? Um, try not to go into pretentious piercer mode uh, and try to realize that people are making cripplingly difficult financial decisions for their businesses right now and show some compassion along with that passion for public health and safety, all right? We're going to get through this as an industry together. Uh, we're going to get through this as, an in, as, a, as, a, as a people on earth. Um, and uh, I'll be here as long as I can. So thanks for listening, and uh, make sure you wash your goddamn hands. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved.